Here we go. <clears throat> Good morning. Right now it's 9.09, and I have a special guest in studio. We're going to get him introduced. I've known him for a long time. I'm going to switch this on to the FM right now. If you're watching on social media, if you're listening on a podcast service of some sort, smash the share button on this. Tag some friends. Put this into um, you know, favorite talk group is, and we're going to have some fun. Here we go. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. My name is Gardy, and I have a, a special guest here in studio, Mr. Justin West. What's up, Justin? What's up? I'm trying to find the share button. Hang on. Let's share this out. So let me give a little bit of backstory. I've known Justin West for the better of, it's coming up, it's almost been 20 years that, that we have known each other, and it's been a lot of fun. You know, we've actually, you know, I didn't, we didn't work together officially. I don't think so, because you've been in law enforcement for how long now? Uh, I started in 2008, so you and I worked together I'm off and on doing music stuff. Yes. And you were you had your band, and so you'd come in and do stuff, and I was usually the guy that turned the knobs for you. Yes, yeah. very well. How did you <laughs> learn to do that? Like, sound engineering, it's not easy. You have to have an ear for it. Uh, growing up in New Mexico, lots of early time learning and playing with things and breaking a lot of stuff. Yeah, just get kind of thrown into it. That's the way, sometimes that's the best way to learn things. Just kind of being thrown and then it's a trial by fire and figuring it out. But other times it's good to have instruction. Well, you get asked questions and then you're like, well, I do it this way. And they're like, well, that's called this. So? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, this morning I was training at Al Garza's Premier Martial Arts. I went to a cross kick class with Grandmaster Garza. I think your son trains there, right? He does. And I actually go to that class, but the election has taken a lot of time. So Yeah. Come two weeks from now, I will be back with the, the guys there. Yeah, so that was my first cross-kick class. It was legit. Yeah. And he uh, is a, an amazing teacher. He's been doing it for like 40-something years in, in our area, Grandmaster Garza. How was your son? His name's Eli, right? Yeah. H- how's he been doing with it? He started when, I want to say he was three, so he t- they had the tiny champs. And mm-hmm. It was the cutest thing ever. I've seen little kids try to kick and fall down. and But now he's he's really good. He's doing the leadership where they do the nunchucks and they're doing the bow staff. And yeah. And he punched me in the stomach, and I thought ruptured something. So it's, it's great. Seriously? Yeah. What rank is he? What belt is he right he now? He is a camo orange. So oh, yeah. He's not old enough to move up yet okay. to the youth purple, so they do the step camo. And so he's just developing more and more his, his technique and learning. And the instructor he sees the most is Bella, who's uh, at the Leaksey location. Yeah. And she's really good with the kids. And then uh, he started with, with – um, uh, Ben and Bella, so he he's gotten his way around, but he he has come a long, long way. Yeah, Bella, is that one of Pastor Carter Ware's daughters? Yep. It is. Yeah, they are. They're some good instructors, and they are. I mean, they're still young, aren't they? Teenagers. Yeah. Yeah, they're teenagers, but whenever they go in and command that class, they, they do an amazing job. I was like, yes, ma'am. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm on the side, like, like yes, ma'am. You know, well, funny. For four years, I lived. I had no idea. Hmm. Moved over to the new house and Eli started karate and we got talking. It's been, he's been in karate for three years. So like a year ago we were talking we're like, yeah, we lived in St. Edmunds Green right there. And it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So they were pretty much our neighbors and had no idea. Yeah. So you currently live in Lake City still? I do. Live in Sedona. Yeah. Okay. So what, what is your role here in the community? What, what's your current job? Well, you know, I moved here in O2. So I, people always introduce me as the, the jack of all trades and I, I kind of do that in the community too. So I have law enforcement, and then I also have some board positions. I volunteer and stuff, youth sports, do a, a lot around the community just to stay plugged in because 
that's where we're supposed to be as Christians is to be part of the community. Yeah. 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 How did you get started in, in law enforcement? So my, my oldest brother, when I was 10 was in law enforcement and he mm-hmm. would come home and demonstrate what he learned on me <laughs> a couple times to kiss his boot or something silly. And so, yeah, it, it kind of stuck with me and throughout the years, I, I finally decided I wanted to try it. So I went and enrolled in the police, just what? walked in and said, what year was that? That was uh, 2008. They have one at College in the Mainland. Is that where you went? That's where I went, yep. Okay. So they actually have one at Alvin College as well. And then Galveston College, I think, is starting theirs or has one running now. That's awesome. Was it everything that you thought? Like, even, like, the training, like, the police academy. I mean, is there any similarity? No. No? No. <laughs> I know you got to be in pretty good shape. Yeah. So when I went, the, the physical requirements at the academy were different. And now there's a, a guy there who I worked with for several years who's the, doing the PT there. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't as much physical you you from day one you take a test every day literally every day every day every day and so we learn law and and you got to understand how much law there is that i still learn every day i'm still finding stuff oh what does that say how's that work where you never master it and these guys that are teaching have been in law enforcement 40 50 years um one of the guys uh uh, was a retired uh gpd gcso officer his name is uh mr williamson and and he would come in and he would rattle the law off and he right, get out, get out your pants. We're taking a test. Yeah. And just like, dude, I just <laughs> can't keep up. What? Yeah. The tricky thing is the law changes. You know, the law is always changing and evolving as we as people, you know, change and, and culturally and just just everything changes. So you constantly have to be learning and um, kind of just going going with it, I guess. Furthering education, yeah. Yeah. Every two year cycle, the legislature meets, they pass new laws, they amend laws that are there. And then we take what's called a legislative update, which is just yeah. a, a small, small piece of, of that change. But then we, we do continuing education. We're required to have 40 hours every two years. We're required to have specific classes every cycle. Mm-hmm. So, kind of law, and that, that just, and if you don't go beyond that, you're going to stagnate. You're going to stay kind of out of where you should be and not, not growing as much as you should with what you need to know. Yeah, I, we had Texas State Representative Mays Middleton in studio the other day. I saw you shared that stream yep. out. Thank you for that. I appreciate all the shares. If you're watching right now on social media, smash the share button. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to ask. Here's a comment. This from Sean Stone. He said, hey, Justin, good morning. Thanks for doing what you do. Stone Cold Meats appreciates. Man, Stone Cold Yeah. Have you ever had Wagyu? So, yes, at, at like a restaurant where it's on the menu and I can't pronounce that, so it must be good. I, I pronounce it wrong. I like saying Wagyu. They make, they do Wagyu there. All their trimmings they turn into other stuff, so they sell Wagyu burgers. Ah, yeah, it isn't, it's unbelievable. You've never, I mean, seriously, <laughs> but they, they have a thing called the Stone Cold Burger. That yeah, I, I've gotten several times. I never let Holly have any. I cook it, <laughs> I put it, I put it away, and that was my lunches. Yeah, and and finally, this last time we went and we cooked it for everyone, we made little sliders with it. Uh huh. They're like, oh my god, it's so good. Like, Legit. I, I was like, yeah, Holly's your wife, right? Holly's my wife. How long have y'all been married? We've been married since 2009, so was that 24 years? I don't know. <laughs> I was like trying to do my math. I was like, I'm not the best at math, but man, so okay, 2009. So we're going, yeah, it'll be 11 years this year. Yeah. So you started the police academy in 08. So she's only known you in this role as being in law enforcement. <laughs> you you ask funny questions. Well, we met at a crack house. <laughs> I, what? <laughs> so I, I tell the story like when we first got married, we went back home and, and they knew the story. And so the pastor said, Hey, get up and tell us how y'all met. Yes. Exactly like you told us. Like, yes. Right. So. My very first night on duty, like literally, I sworn in on Tuesday, started Friday. Okay. I walk in. We 
I mean, it was, you know, the causeway's <laughs> under construction, and there's there's all kinds of stuff going on down in that area. So we go to eat dinner, and we get called for a guy floating in the bay on a cooler. An okay. Vest. It's like, no, we, we don't have a boat, so we can't do that. Yeah. Car wreck, car wreck, you know, all this stuff going on. And then we get called to another call where there was something going on in the house, and she was one of the medical responders that came. Okay. And so I'm brand new. And, you know, the academy teaches you theory, but you learn a lot more in training. So I'm like, I'm going to go outside because it's hard to find the place. I'll show the ambulance where to go. Well, she was the one who came, was one of the first responders for medical. And I was like, let me help you carry that big, heavy stair chair. Yeah. Um, and so we finished up there, got that person to the hospital. Everything was good. And then we ended up having to arrest someone. And the person we arrested, when we got to our office to do all the paperwork, started having an issue. So she came back out. So that was our, our first, like, and it was Hurricane Ike that brought us closer together. Okay. So, so. at that, that first moment, were you thinking, like, wow, she's pretty. Yeah. Or, you know, this this job is going to be okay. Is that kind of what went through your mind there? Uh, yeah, maybe. I, I don't remember. I just, I just remember when we were sitting in the office, I was in one corner of the room, and she was in the other corner of the room doing the medical stuff, and I'm just kind of out of the way. And I could see the glances. I, I, I didn't <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're a large man. Are, are you six foot eight? Six eight. Six eight. Your wife, Holly, you know, she's awesome. She's not six eight. She's five two-ish? She's five two. Maybe. Yeah, and your son, Eli, he looks like he's going to be tall for his age. He's already over four feet tall. Yeah. I don't know how, how tall exactly, but yeah. Like, and she, she makes jokes where she's like, he, he's like, Mommy, hold me. And she's like, yeah, I'll hold you now because it ain't going to last much longer. <laughs> yeah, how much time do you have? So, okay, 08, Police Academy, 2009, you meet your wife. Well, your, well, your 08, future we wife. Still met. Okay. So, it was Hurricane Ike, and so it's the funny thing. Everyone evacuated. I ended up spending the night during the hurricane at Santa Fe High School, and then we were back working. Mm-hmm. So my house was across here in Delaney Cove, and I had all the metal up, and so I had all the windows open. My house was super comfortable. I was working with a church still, and so I had a generator running, so I was working on doing a website update because we had a lot of damage here. So I'm working in one night, and I go and talk to her brother who's on the fire department. I say, hey, how's your family doing? Because they had gone out of, out of town to another place to stay. And he finally, after I asked a couple of times, was like, you know what? Just here's her number. Leave me alone. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. So I texted her. We're, we're texting. And I was like, yeah, well, I have I have internet. And so, like, I wandered over by saying I had internet. It's Yeah, I got internet. Yeah. Because you, yeah, not many people did. This is no. 09. This is 08. 08 Ike. Yeah. Hurricane Ike. Yeah. Um, can you share more? Because as being in law enforcement, you mentioned, hey, we slept you know, you sleep where you sleep, but you're like on duty, especially whenever things happen. It's your time to work. How how do you? Pro- I mean, really can learn in the police academy. I I grew up in a small town, so I I learned a lot about how to just deal with what what you had thrown at. Like going on sports trips, you mm-hmm. sleep on the bus, on the floor, under the seats, across the top seats, wherever you can. But like we stayed at the the Santa Fe High School, and our our group was in one of the science labs, so we had those hard stone tabletops. That was our beds. And so, of course, you know, to kind of help time pass as the tropical storm hit, we were outside, lined up the, like, 50 officers lined up into the wind, seeing who would stay up the longest and stuff like that. So you, you don't learn that. It's just stuff you pick up and trying to trying to cope. And then being on duty down there, we had two, two officers in a tent that would stay on the island full time. So I was able to come home periodically, but we would we'd be out there 18, 20 hours a day because – Tiki Island, we had a lot of boat traffic, mm-hmm. people coming in, stealing out of the houses and stuff. So we couldn't just go take a break. We're, we were always running. Yeah. 
So wow, you do you do, and and get the purpose of having that kind of interaction. Mm-hmm. So you okay? You got it. You chose the the life of law enforcement. Currently, you work for the Galveston County Constable's Office, Precinct One. Correct. Is that right? That's correct. How long have you been in that in I, that department? I've been there for uh, next month will be six years. It'll make six years for me there. Yeah. So and in Precinct One, so the way the county's broken up, it used to be eight precincts. So that was back seven years ago, and they combined a bunch. So there's four now, and Precinct 1 goes from Kima to Texas City and then goes in like Clear Lake Shores, Little League City, and Dickinson. Yeah. Was that a good decision, I mean, to go to from 8 to 4? Does that make sense? It, it is financially for the county mm-hmm. because every time you have another agency, you have more overhead. And if you can combine that overhead down and you can have more effective reach out in the community with more deputies, that does make a difference. So okay. The commissioner's court did a study before that. Um being able to make that change, there there were a lot of moving parts to get through there, and it took a couple of the change in place. I'm starting to see a lot of benefit from that. Okay, what area is Precinct 1? So Precinct 1, again, is Kima to Texas City a little bit. In, in 270 in Lake City is essentially the border between 1 and 4. Mm-hmm. And then Precinct 4 is going from 270, a little bit of Dickinson on the east side of the freeway, and then everything to Friendswood on the west side of the county. Yeah. You know, there's always a lot of construction going on in our area, specifically 146 and, and Kima, you know, is going through an, an upgrade and, and a haul. You know, what does that do for for your job? So the consul's office is unique. You know, you have city police and you have the sheriff and their 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 task is law enforcement. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. The consul's office in Galveston County, we're tasked with civil process. We, we work in the JP courts more. But Precinct 1 is unique because of Compared to Precinct 4, is it has an incorporated area. So the sheriff's office runs law enforcement. We'll be able to help them with some of those calls. But any city that has issues like Kima, for example, they get more accidents now because of that traffic change. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we're able to go up there and help them when we're available, do their traffic control for that. Um, it does cut into the day a little bit. But like the weekend patrols that we run for the reserve program, their goal is to go out and be in front of businesses, to be part of the community, to go help where there needs to be help. And then if there is that we're actually able to supplement those agencies. Yeah, there's always some really cool a lot of traffic right. going in. Is it easy to work together? You know, different different law agencies, is a seamless transition? Uh, it depends. Mm-hmm. So if you look at, um, there's a history in Galveston County where, where the police and the constable's offices have had some issues due to training, where they don't know if you're trained well enough to handle what, what's going on. Right. And so being able to bridge that, if we can get our, our agencies to train together, and of course it costs money, right? But once you get them trained together, they're going to be able to work better together more comfortably. Because those guys in that agency, like if you look at Kima where we're at right now, mm-hmm. they work together, they train together, they see each other every day, all the time. They're, they trust each other. Well, we're over here, they see us periodically, so there, there is a level of trust there, but it, it could be improved on, especially in the Precinct 4 area. What kind of, I guess, like trends or... Um, how have you seen Galveston County since you've been here, you know, living in this area, how have you seen it trending, you know, especially since you've been working in law enforcement as well? Uh, trending like the growth or what would you? Yeah, just like growth, you know, potential here, you know, even meeting people and stuff. Like, I guess, what kind of things do you run into or see or what do you see for the future? Well, you know, in in 08, there was a lot of population growth in Galveston in the south Mm -hmm. end of the county. Hurricane Ike shifted that. So League City is growing. Friendswood is growing. Um, Dickinson is growing. So all these areas north are now starting to grow a lot bigger. So we're seeing a little bit of shift of the population north. 
But Galveston now, after you know, ten years have passed, they're starting to recover pretty well. They're they have developments going on. They're adding businesses. They're adding residential areas. So we're seeing a, a, a population growth, and of course, Texas is growing extremely fast. Yeah. So they they say people are moving every single day. There's a couple hundred or thousand. I don't know. It's a huge number of people coming to Texas every day from California specifically. <laughs> you know, you see all the memes yeah. and stuff, and it's yeah, just everybody coming. But uh. Hey, you know, that's the cool thing about Texans most of the time. Hey, you're pretty welcomed here, you know, just, you know, honor and respect our Whataburger, you know, our tacos and God bless the Astros and, and you're OK. You know, you, you'll fit in just fine. Well, you see, they brought over their burger joint, too. I did. I, I seen that. And and most people have been welcoming. Hey, to at least try it. Yeah. But don't say that you're better than what we have already. Yeah, Whataburger is pretty, pretty legit. Yeah, it is. The only, comp- you know, I have a complaint that not my personal complaint that I've heard from somebody from out of state. And they said it's just too big. That's the complaint that I had, and I, I thought it was hilarious. Whataburger's too big. They said by the time they finished the burger, because it takes them too long to finish it. That was the complaint. I was the youngest of six <laughs> kids. It doesn't take me that long to finish a burger. <laughs> oh, man. So right now it is 926. This is com 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. I'm Gardy. I'm hanging out with Mr. Justin West. He's currently, you know, at, at the office of the Galveston County Constable, Precinct 1. You also volunteer you know, in, in multiple different areas. Uh, last year, I ran into you at the table of uh, the Powells, Travis and Jamie mm-hmm. Powell. Um, can you share, I guess, what was that event? I think it's coming up again sometime that, soon. Yeah, that was the, the Lighthouse Ministries Gala. Mm-hmm. And is it coming up or has it already happened? I don't know, but it was awesome. Yeah. The, 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 the one I was able to, yeah, the dancing yeah. and stuff. But they work out in Baycliff. Well, the, the Lighthouse Ministries does. And, you know, the Powells actually own the Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Yeah. The Lighthouse Ministries is a really good ministry. Care they offer haircuts, education to underserved areas, mm-hmm. and so they're they're a nonprofit that goes into the community and does what we're charged to do: go in, reach people, touch people, help people. Yeah. And and if you if you follow their Facebook page, you'll see every day, hey, we have haircuts. Hey, we have a vision person in. So it's really good. Yeah. And then you also do some stuff with the League City Lions. Is that right? Right. And so that actually ties back in. So the League City Lions, the, the, every, every one of these nonprofit clubs has a, a focus. And League City Lions has, or the Lions Club, the Rotary Club, the Pilot Club, they all have something that they're targeting, which is really good because they can provide the, like, the Pilot Club, actually, I found out about a couple weeks ago, they invited me to speak. And they do um, brain injury. That's their goal. So mm-hmm. helmets and the people who got an injury, walkers and wheelchairs and people. In Texas, we have a place called the, the Texas Lions Camp. So the music fest, the proceeds from that, we use to pay, we donate to the Lions Camp to help. It's for diabetes or people with, with developmental disabilities, things that where you can't go to a summer camp because you could get hurt, you, there's not medical care, things like that. And we actually do vision screenings. So we go into the schools. We, we have that. And that's one of the things that Lighthouse had on their page last week, the week before, is the Bayshore Lions were in there doing their vision screenings for them. Mm-hmm. So you can say, your your vision is this. You need to go see a doctor. Or you can take this and get reading glasses. This is what you need. Yeah. You know, I think it's Milani. Milane. Milane. I'm sorry. Milane, she's going to be coming in, um, I think, in the first week of May because the Bayshore Lions are doing um, an event. It's a circus uh-huh. or something. And so... I, I talked to her and she asked, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Come in. Let's talk about the circus. So I think that's really cool because there's these events that, I mean, it's it's kind of like out of the the ordinary, like the circus or like a music festival it used to be 
you know, I've learned a little bit about the history of League City Music Fest, and it used to be something small, but now it's something much, much larger. Yeah, the Village Fair is what it used to be called. Yeah, the Village Fair. You know, what did you think about last year's Music Fest? It was, it was, that was my first one, so I, I started in Lions Club a year and a half ago, so, mm-hmm. or a year ago? Oh, year and a half, year and a half ago. Sorry. Time flies, Yeah, when you're out. having fun. So, but that was the first one I, mm-hmm. I, I went to as someone who's working it. Now, I've been in the past, but we took Eli, he, he rode some of the rides, we ate food barbecue smells everywhere but this year i'm i'm on the the team that's running the cook-off portion of it so, ah yeah it's it's a it's an endeavor it yeah is, there's a lot of work going into it have you ever been involved in a cook-off before at this level uh last year i helped hand out packets and make sure people knew where their spots were yeah there's a lot that goes into it more than you would ever think on the outside it's like yeah eat some cook some eat some barbecue and who's the best you win yeah there's a lot and there, there's a committee that's running it, so it's not just me. There's a whole group of people that are responsible to make it happen. Yeah. And it is it is uh, sanctioned by the International Barbecue Cook-Off Association. It's a big deal. Yeah. So people go to this. There, there's a series of them throughout the year that people go to to get their ranking. It's like mm-hmm. people who golf. You have your rank with all the people. You play your tournaments. It's the same thing. Yeah. So we did a Talk of Taco Cook-Off, you know, in October of last year, but we had Chris D'Alessandri with United Way, Galveston County Mainland, to help us, and he is a former, like, champion and has the trophies and been involved in cook since, you know, longer than I've been alive, and he's a, he's a great gentleman that does a lot for the community, so he helped us with the roles, and we're like, we have to consider what? You know, there's so much that goes into it, and then to have that ranking at the League City Music Fest where this is a big deal. You know, you have to compete in this one if you want that you know, to, to win the whole shebang. Yeah. And it's cool. So you guys have an international taco cook-off association. You know, we're trying to start it. Okay. <laughs> we're going to have to start our own because there isn't one. So we, we may have to, uh, that's what we were saying. Like, this is the world's taco cook-off because there's been like taco competitions, taco festivals, but a cook-off because we're operating by barbecue cook-off rules, you know, yeah. the way, because that's the way Chris, you know, knows how to do it and runs it and does it well. So that's what we were doing, everybody. We asked people who do cook-off teams, they're like, I've never heard of one. You know, these are people like Arnold Garza with Texas Pissed Out Barbecue. Mm-hmm. Been doing cook-offs, you know, since the 80s. You know, he's like, no, I've never seen anything like it. So, um, yeah, it's been fun. But League City Music Festival, last year I had the opportunity to broadcast the show in the in the morning from there. A couple of my favorite things was the Mechanical Bowl. <laughs> there was free Whataburger. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I we went on the day whenever they had the kids – come out for free and they were just able to ride everything yeah. so that was awesome so that, that's happening again this year mm-hmm. so friday morning on the first is the kids day and again it's free and, and there there's a poster that's out now that's got all the the details of the schedule and it shows kids day on there because we want to really push that um the kids get, they come from schools and mm-hmm. schools will bring them in and there there's some of them that come in that they are disabled they they have to have the rides and it, it just they can do without the crowds without the rush without having to go somewhere and pay they get to come in and, and enjoy them do you have any insight on the the music artists the people that are going to be performing yeah it's it's published yeah i know it's nick in the groove and i know that they had karaoke last year because we were talking about it previously so we but, have karaoke again this year oh yeah are you singing do you have a song like your karaoke go to uh, i i do not i am uh <laughs> the sound man <laughs> I, I there's a reason i stay in the back and and you, you're familiar how many times i would get called where's justin something's broken <laughs> yeah and of course I'm, I'm pulling up facebook and it is um is it not working connection lost but no we you just need to use the the wi-fi this is the same password that you set up 
<laughs> 20 years ago. So. No way. There's no way. Um, yeah, here, I'll, I'll pull it up. Let me see. Because, yeah, we're talking about the Leak City Music Fest. The Leak City Lions have been putting this on for years. It used to be called uh, Village, the Village on the Square. Village Fair. Fair. Same, same thing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be taking place uh, coming up kind of quick, I suppose. But it's at Walter Hall Park. It is at Walter Hall Park, and it start, it's May 1st and 2nd. There's actually events the day before. Okay. Um, I'm going into Wi-Fi since you said it's there. Yeah, it should it should be. Ooh, I see there's going to be bounce houses. Yep. Jumps RS. Is- and as I look at the gallery, SPMA was there last year. They were, and they, they did a demonstration. So we're, we have demonstrations that take place. And Here's what's kind of, and I'm going to say this is slightly confusing, but there's like so many, and there's an event for like each day mm-hmm. or so because there's so many different things going on. So you almost need to know like, oh, I want to go to the, the karaoke contest. It's going to be on Thursday, April 30th at 6 p.m. Maybe that's you, the winner. You, you know you are the best singer in, in Galveston. It's probably bigger than American Idol. Well, and you know that we have... Um, Bay Area Idol performing as well. Okay, cool. So we we have all that going on. All right, so we have let's see all the events. So uh, the jumping thing, Carnival Night. So uh, the the jumping thing, this guy's clean. The the stuff is clean. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you, you can get some pretty shady uh, jump houses out there. <laughs> yeah, this one it's it's legit. Yeah. Then Carnival Night. Um, then let's see, we got karaoke, like you said. And then Below Skies is performing on the first. Uh, Bay Area Idol winner Stephen Alexander's on the first. The cookoff, of course, is the first and second. Then Rodell Duff, Jordan Bend, Nick and the Groove, Bag of Donuts. I mean, there, there's a ton of music. And Kevin Fowler and Roger Krager. Yeah. That's Texas country. I got to see Kevin Fowler at, uh, at Lamarck Bayou Fest. The, um, so, you know, Lighthouse Christian Ministries in Bakelift. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Lighthouse Charity Cookoff Team. So yes. They do a big deal, and Kevin Fowler and and Roger Krieger were there for that. And I'm, I, I walk in, and you know, I'm, I'm working the event, and so we we volunteer to help them with that event because mm-hmm. you don't go to a charity and say it's going to cost you thousands of dollars for security. We're going to come help you out, but they walk in the door. I was like, I'm going to see you guys again in a month. That's yeah, for two months, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. So it's going to be a good time. It's coming up quick. So make your your plans. Uh, Leak City Music Fest at Walter Hall Park right there on Highway 3. Um, It's going to be fun. I had the opportunity to go last year. So we talked about Leak City Lions, and I know there's another organization that you are involved with as well. What's that called? Uh, It's called BACOTA. So BACOTA stands for Barrier Council on Drugs and Alcohol. And something that we have an issue with here in our our schools, our kids, is Addicted to things. Mm-hmm. There, there's good addictions. There's bad addictions. We all know that. So, but go to statement. It's, okay. We believe in community, family, friends, service. We believe in you and the our education can help you in your life and you care about. So, I actually asked the CEO to send me a list of things to talk about on mm-hmm. that, and she did. And so we we're we're very active in schools around the area, not as active in Clear Creek because they already have a program that they're doing. That we launched, or that Bakota launched, recently, store program. So, hot with something. There's a deep, then you're getting him with this issue. It's like, why are you doing that? What What is the reason for that? And so, being able to do to to get through that. But there's there's a thing called Youth Works Prevention Programs where we keep them from trying to keep them from getting addicted to things. 
There's five state-funded coalitions, Galveston, Brazoria, Matagorda, Southeast Terrace, and Pasadena. Two federal coalitions in Pasadena and LaPorte. So, I mean, it's a – and then there's a bunch of stuff we do, things like that. And then Friday, there's a public event that you can attend called the First Friday Workshop. The one last week was um, uh, – it's called uh, – I've got the paperwork in my car. Um, and I just blanked out on it. The dangers of drinking in teenagers mm-hmm. and, and what drinking costs. You know, you people will drink wine or drink a beer or whatever. They don't have any idea of the alcohol content. And so kids in parties and stuff will go buy some sort of off-the-shelf malt liquor that's a lot more alcohol. And they're, they're drinking this really heavy alcohol and getting sick and blacking out and things like that. And then they get hooked on that, and it just it's a, it's a growing problem, and that leads them into other things. So that was last month. We're coming up on, in May is our first inaugural shop. It's actually our first fundraiser we're doing to the public because we, we are grant-funded, so we mm-hmm. depend on outside sources. But it, it's at South Shore, and Randy Grimes is an ex-NFL player. I don't know if you know who Randy Grimes is. Sounds familiar. Works with athletes in recovery. So he's going to be the speaker for that event. And so it's, it's like I said, our first Friday, big inaugural kickoff. But the, the goal of everything we do in this, this arena is to help the kids that are this lifestyle that don't need to be there. Yeah, I remember, you know, being a kid and like high school. You know, high school, maybe some kids, they would go out and party or smoke or, or do some stuff. Now there's a lot more stuff. I guess that's more accessible, like even vaping, mm-hmm. um, and that gets into a whole tricky situation. I know they 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 changed the laws for buying cigarettes here recently, but if I'm being realistic and honest, kids are going to find they find ways, you know, to get that anyways because they did whenever I was I was young. You know, they could still somehow find a way to get alcohol or cigarettes, even though it wasn't legal to buy them. Um, how important is that detour program? You know, because whenever you're at that young age, yeah, if you make it may be your first really bad decision, you know, and uh, to have an opportunity to say like, hey, you're not, you know, it's okay. Let's work and get this going in the right way. Yeah. And that you you talked about changes. What changes do I see happening? This mm-hmm. is one of them is we're starting to see that, you know, incarcerating people all the time for not working. We, we see that going a lot of times the prisons are a good place to be trained. So they come out smarter about the crime. But you mentioned vaping, and that's one of those big issues because you don't know what's in those vape liquids. Mm-hmm. Kids make that stuff. And you heard, what, two months ago, a couple of kids got hospitalized because of the bad vaping mixture. Yeah. But they're also putting in those, the can. So we're not talking about the no THC stuff. We're talking about the stuff. Mm-hmm. And the difference between smoking marijuana and vaping the, the THC oil is you're getting a direct line of that THC oil, and it's hurting kids. Not just making them high, but it's it's hurting them. So the detour program to, to say, yeah, this was a stupid decision. What can we do to keep you from doing that? Mm-hmm. What what are your strengths? What do you focus on? Where can we help you grow as a young person? Work on that. And that that's really what it's about. Yeah. I think it's for youth and families. I think they're plugged into Clear Creek. Yeah, Barry Youth and Families is. And there's one other one. Um, I think they call something Salsa. There's something, there may be a program within the Barrier Alliance, but I know they have something called Salsa, and each letter stands for, for something. But um, this is BACOTA, and what does right. that stand for one more time? Bay Area Council on Drugs and Alcohol. Yeah, and the whole mission is, hey, let's let's get these kids realizing that you don't you don't need that stuff. And if they do, 
there's a way to get out of it, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that's very important. That's very important. I think it's also important even in, in adults, you know, <laughs> to be honest, um, because like you mentioned, sometimes incarcerating, it just doesn't help. Mm-hmm. You go in there, you make, you know, make friends. And uh, there was a gentleman I had in the other, the other day, his name is Matthew Daniels. He's a local author from Lamarck. And he shared something with me that I didn't realize. He said, whenever he was a kid, there was these guys who had been out of jail, served some time. They had one or two strikes, but they would recruit these young kids that are like 16, you know, years old. Like, and this happened to him to go, hey, go break in this house, go do this deal, go do that, because he was clean. And for him, he was just trying to fit in. I was like, man, it kind of opened my mind. I was like, I had no idea that kind of stuff was going on. Well, in in the the child trafficking, mm-hmm. the same kind of thing is when when those guys will groom their their targets in. They get them to do the get the drugs. They get them to go steal the stuff. They get because they're they're separating themselves from the crime. Person then gets arrested. And they're, they're one more step in. Yeah. Your family won't love you because of what you've done. Yeah. And so all these diversion programs are really really important for that. So what can we do as a citizen? So I'm not I'm not in law enforcement. Um, you know, and there's the majority of the people that are going to hear this interview or listening right now, they're not in law enforcement is educating yourself. Like what can you do as a normal citizen to, to, to help in these situations? Well, we, we've been increasing the public's education. We do seminars. I do lunch and learns for different aspects of shooters and, and trafficking and things like that. So if you see that coming up, get enrolled in it. It may take you an hour or two. But you learn. And, and once you've gone through that, the other thing, you know, Galson County has started now a, a – they have a veterans court. So veterans who get involved in crimes, a lot of times those wow. are related to the the PTSD. So getting them through a veterans court that doesn't put a mark on them, get them treated and get them back out functioning, we now have a for um, mental health. So if there's a mental health issue that someone has, I saw that that just launched. So talking to your legislators and getting funding for these alternative treatment options, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. I think I actually saw that you're the person who shared that. Yeah. Yeah. You shared that on social media. And um, that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a mental health court. Right. As a verified mental health issue that's leading them to do what they're and that's something we see in the veterans. So. You know, we, we take, like I said, the trainings. So one of the trainings I went to was talking about that kind of recidivism in the veterans. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that veteran, the medicine that they're given makes them feel worse than they already do. And because they're not on their medicine, they end up committing crimes. So if they can get treatment, and the veterans courts do that. They get them their treatment that they need. They go through their program. Once they find the medicine that works or whatever, whatever they need counseling-wise, that determines then that they're able to function better. Now they're not stuck with a felony or something on their record. They get treated, they pass it, and they're done. And that, that's important. And Veterans Court, if you watch online, they will have a, grad, a regular graduation service. And just going down there and cheering those guys on because they worked hard to get there. So you can watch, like, the courts online? Well, you can go attend their graduation. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, you can go sit in a court anytime. Unless the judge closes the court, you can walk into any court. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I try and stay out of the courtroom <laughs> as much as possible there have been some times in my life where you know there was a um i almost had to go for a traffic t- ticket here recently this was like at the end of last year we got into a sticky situation it was actually on 146 <laughs> if i'm being honest but um it wasn't me though no it wasn't i was in texas city and i love you know hey i respect the you know our law enforcement and they're you know it was me it was my bad and then there was some other stuff that i had to go but yeah i just try and stay out of the courtroom 
as much as possible. And I think that should be a goal, unless you're obviously working in, in law enforcement as part of your job. I want to stay out of the courtroom. You're helping people. There are also like some, some programs that I've seen where you will uh, have the opportunity to like mentor mentor kids who are doing um, – like going through like foster care systems and court stuff. And th- those are some other, re- like if you're giving back, that's a really good way yeah. to get involved and learn the way things work. So. Yeah. People, people need help. And that's what we're finding more and more is the rehabilitation aspect isn't there in, in what we're doing in our judicial system right now. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need. Yeah, I, I agree. Mr. Justin West here in studio sharing everything that he has going on here in the, in the Galveston County area. Um, let's see. We got we got a little bit of time left. Justin, is there anything else you would like to share? Do you have like a website? Can somebody follow you on social media? Yeah, they can follow me if you if you go into Google, type Justin West Constable or Justin West Galveston. You're gonna find a bunch of pages. My Facebook page, my website, everything's there. Um, one thing I'd like to say before we end up is tomorrow's early voting. If you've never voted, get out and vote. If you're registered to vote and can vote, go do it. Your voice matters because people feel marginalized. They say, my vote doesn't count. Every vote counts. If everyone who says my vote doesn't count doesn't vote, that's a lot of votes. So get out and vote. Early voting starts tomorrow. I have a page on my website that shows the locations. If you live anywhere in Galveston County, you can vote anywhere in Galveston County. You don't have to go where you live. So get in there, vote, make it easy on yourself, pull that up, hit the map, find out where you're at on that map, and go. We need we need people voting. We need their voices being heard. Even more on a local level. I mean, I mean, all across the board. But mm-hmm. you know, you're directly, you know, affecting the area that you live. You know, here locally. So this 100. This election is the the primary election for either Republican or Democrat primary ballots. Mm-hmm. May you're going to have a lot of city elections. So get out and vote in those city elections. Make sure you, if you don't feel you're being represented, let your voice be heard. Find someone who's going to represent you. Yeah. Right now, it's 946, com 99.5 FM. Thank you, Justin, for hanging out today. Thank you. Make sure you Google Justin West. Google the name. Remember it. You're going to be hearing a lot of it. This is KHEA Radio, 99.5.